you're tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. This podcast will contain strong language and spoilers for decades-old media properties. Join us. Crashing through the sky comes a fearful cry. Cobra! Everybody, this is the podcast where we examine pop culture franchises of the VHS era and improv new stories unplanned beforehand out of no man's land to imagine how we might improve our favorite movies, TV, and games. I'm Josh. I'm Mike. And we were raised by rentals. Mike, welcome to episode 43, where we'll be discussing Cobra from 1986. It's an hour 27 minutes, directed by George P. Cosmatos. I think, who also directed Leviathan, Tombstone, and just before this, Rambo First Blood Part 2. So let's go around the table and see what everyone thinks about this. Mike, <laughs> since you're the only person here, let's start with you. What did you think of Cobra? I I fucking love it. <laughs> um, no, no joke. Like I, This is one of those movies I watched all the fucking time as a kid. Uh, it was on HBO a lot, and it just... There, there were certain scenes that always just freaked me out, so I, I kept coming back for more, being you know a little horror fan. Uh, the hospital sequence and the weird, like, anytime we saw the cult, I was like, what is that? What's going on? Who are those people? Like, I, I loved it. I fucking loved it as a kid. So I, I got things to say as an adult because I haven't watched it in about 20 years, but we'll <laughs> get there. Yeah, same here. I haven't watched it in maybe not quite 20 years, but it's been a long time. This is one of those movies... I used to watch all the time as a kid. Way too young to see mm-hmm. it, by the way. <laughs> oh, same, same. As, as usual, right? That's part of the course with us. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I used to watch it all the time. It was one of my favorite, like, dumb action movies. And I think as a kid, I knew it was a dumb action movie, but I still liked it anyway, you know? Yep. Um, but I actually used to really, really not like uh, Brigitte Nielsen, or however her first name is pronounced. I'm not sure. Um, I, for some reason, just don't like her or i never really did and I, so i didn't like her in like red sonia and whatever else and so she kind of turned me off to this movie so i didn't watch it for like a super long time but yeah coming back to it now i remember why i used to love it so much as a kid because <laughs> damn is it fun oh yeah and and I, honestly like I, I see i was the opposite with brigitte nelson like i didn't like her in red sonia and i mean she always plays kind of just like the I don't know. I don't want to say damsel in distress because she's obviously not in Red Sonia, but even in Red Sonia, she needs to be rescued several times. Um, but I don't know. As a kid, I was just like, she's party. So <laughs> I definitely had a thing for her growing up. Yeah, not not me. I don't know what it was. Like, she's definitely attractive, but uh, maybe it was just her acting. I don't know. I just something about her just turned me off. And she was even in one of those like Red Shoe Diary shows like <laughs> later on. You know, they used to play on like Showtime or whatever it was. And I yep. remember just thinking like, ew, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and again, not because she's not attractive, but there's just something about her that turns me off. I, I, I could never, to this day, can't quite put my finger on it, but uh, maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know. Flavor of Flav seems to look I, I was going to say, <laughs> I guess me and Flavor Flav have something in common. Um. <laughs> well, speaking of Brigitte Nielsen, uh, let's get into the cast. We've got her as Ingrid, who we would know from Red Sonia. Beverly Hills Cop 2, Rocky 4, and of course the aptly titled show Strange Love with Flavor Flav. 
Such the early two thousands, man. It, it's it was a weird time. It's a weird time <laughs> to be alive. Oh man, we've got Rainy Santoni as Gonzalez, uh, who we would know from Dirty Harry and a bunch of stuff I haven't seen. So moving on. Uh, here's an interesting one: Lee Garlington as Stock, which is kind of an apt character name, right? Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, I remember her from Sneakers. She's been in a ton of TV shows over the years to this day. But fun fact, she was initially intended to be one of the leads on Seinfeld, but her character was dropped after the pilot. Oh, okay. Which is, I, I can't imagine. I can't picture that. I mean, maybe I need to go back and watch the pilot, but I can't even picture her with that crew. Yeah, but but you know, it's funny as we have another uh, Seinfeld actor um I believe it was it was Gonzalez. Am I looking? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah he but, plays Poppy on oh, Seinfeld. Right. He's the guy who pees on the couch. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and he's another one of these actors who's like always eating and everything that he's in. Yeah. And he's always eating in every movie. Yeah, that was like, a big it. point of his character. He's a garbage belly, as he refers to it. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. We've got uh, Marco Rodriguez as the supermarket killer who doesn't really get a name. Yeah. Uh, and again, I've, I know his face from like so many things, but he was in The Crow and The Rookie, but like so many TV shows, like you can't even list him. He's oh. always just like that guy. Yeah, he's he's not quite Al Leong level, but he mm-hmm. he is one of those guys that's like, I'm going to show up. I'm going to do something bad or do something ridiculous and then walk away. Yeah, <laughs> like exactly. that, that's his character and i forgot he was even this in this movie until i watched it for the homework for this episode and i'm like oh it's that guy you know like mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly he, he's like the henchman in a whole bunch of stuff you know um <laughs> and then we've got art lafleur as the gonna, captain <laughs> yep and i love him he's in so many things yeah, he's in, like, Trancers and Field of Dreams. Uh, I wrote the silly ones down because he's in fucking In the Army Now and Mr. Baseball. <laughs> he's he's the dad, uh, the pharmacist slash dad in The Blob, where they That's go right. to buy the condoms. Yep. And then, like, we cut to the, the guy who was buying the condoms picking up his daughter later that night. And he's just, like, he's <laughs> holding the newspaper all angry. Yeah. Uh, and, but oh, to me, shit. to me, he will always be Babe Ruth in the Sandlot. Oh. Of course, of course. <laughs> Gotta love the Sandlot. Uh, next up, we have the famous to us, Brian Thompson. As muscle cheeks. N- <laughs> muscle cheeks. I knew. <laughs> I I have it in my notes. Mike will yell muscle cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> it is. He is forever known as muscle cheeks. I literally wrote that down because I was like, pause, because Mike's gonna yell it. <laughs> yep. Dude, uh, when they when they show the drawing of him, like the the police sketch artist drawing his cheeks were so fucking prominent and i couldn't stop laughing i was like he, even the, the sketch artist drew the muscle cheeks it, it, it was such a terrible drawing too like it was was it a joke i don't know man like it was pretty horrible <laughs> oh, oh man shit. but so yeah he plays the night slasher who again i'm not even sure if they even named the character in the movie maybe they did on the news or something but um of course he's in the terminator Alien Nation, which is underrated. Uh, he's in Lionheart. He's in The Three Amigos. And he's even in Joe Dirt. But he's in a whole bunch of shit. Usually as, like, that 80s tough guy. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I didn't put everybody in the cast. There's a whole bunch of other, like, you know, cops and, and henchmen and whatnot. But, of well, course, we have. I was going to say, we got Andrew Robinson. 
Oh, you know, I did write him down, but uh, I'll let you I'll let you tell us about Andrew Robinson. Well, I was gonna say I, I mean, didn't write down his uh, his roles. Most nerds would know him from Hellraiser as Larry. You know, he's oh, the, right. the the dad. Um, and of course, he was in a shitload of Star Trek. So a lot of people will remember him from Star Trek: The Next Generation. So yeah, I, I had originally written him down for that, but I was like, ah, we'll keep the cast like shorter. But yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm not personally a big Star Trek fan, so I was like, ah, next. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> because I want to get to, of course, the star of the show, Marion Cobretti himself, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, who we would know, obviously, from Rocky, Rambo, Demolition Man, Cliffhanger, The Expendables, Tango and Cash, and who couldn't love him in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot? <laughs> <laughs> Well, we also forgot one of his uh, his most similar roles to Marion Cobretti, where he plays Judge Dredd, because he's above the law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now that you mentioned that, I'm like, wait, Marion Cobretti is Judge Dredd, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's, he's, <laughs> he's, he's like where the law stops. executioner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, that's oh. hilarious. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> Stallone was prepared for that role most of his career. It, it wouldn't make sense because he also wrote the screenplay for Cobra, or I should say he took credit for writing the screenplay for Cobra because yep. I get, I get the impression there's probably a bunch of ghost writers on this. Um, and well, I'll and throw it, out the first, go ahead. And it was, and it was based on a book. Yeah. I was going to say that was my first piece of trivia here. It was pretty loosely based on a book from what I understand. Right. Uh, but I haven't actually read the book, but what here's you and i'm sure you know this too the the book a running duck by paula gosling was later adapted into the cindy crawford vehicle fair game (laughs) (laughs) yep (laughs) with fucking william baldwin the worst of the baldwins it's so (laughs) dude it is so bad my my sister for whatever reason always watched any movie that had the supermodels in it so it was like if if Cindy Crawford was in something or fucking uh oh god what was that other chick um was it Kathy Ireland Kathy Ireland she was uh, in a bunch of stuff I loved her yeah. necessary roughness right like she actually did do some good movies but like there there were a bunch of those like the early 90s supermodels and they all kind of transitioned into acting and it was all like these made for tv level movies and they were always bad and my sister was always watching them so it was like i watched so many of them with her and i watched that one and it was just it was so awful like <laughs> even as like a 11 or 12 year old kid i was cracking up like we were both laughing at how bad it was but man it's so bad <laughs> yeah I, I i don't think i ever saw that one i think that was even in 1995 15 year old me you know, who didn't have a problem with Cindy Crawford at all, but oh, when it was ninety five, <laughs> Jesus, I was older yeah. than I thought. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, but just William Baldwin alone to me would just stink up the joint. Even at fifteen, I was just like, nah, no, never mm-hmm. mind. Like, don't touch Cindy, please. That's just gross. <laughs> what was the movie he was in with uh, Sharon Stone? Sliver. Oh God, that was so bad. Don't remind me of that bullshit. God. It oh. was so bad. <laughs> like, and, and that was one of those, like, always on Showtime movies. Like, every yeah. time, like, on a weekend, if I turned it to Showtime, there's Stephen Baldwin's naked ass running after Sharon. So I'm like, no, move it on. Like, yeah, no, move it on. Oh, God. No, no. So so Stephen Baldwin actually was in some decent shit, right? Because he at least was in, like, The Usual Suspects. But William Baldwin just had, like, a haircut and, like, he had, like, that blue steel Zoolander look at the camera. That's all he had going for him. <laughs> right. Yeah, <true. laughs> oh, oh, 
Yeah, the only reason I saw Sliver at all was get, exactly like he would flip channels and it would just be on Showtime, like you know every other movie for that whole summer. Like, ugh, what a mm-hmm. waste of time. Anyway, but this isn't the bashing William Baldwin hour. This is the let's talk about Cobra. So now that I've completely bitten your whole shtick for the William S. Closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, by the way, because I was like, oh, this is a lot of shit to talk about. Like, how am I going to like squeeze all this in without it being boring? So I was like, I'll, I know I'll just steal. <laughs> so oh, let's movie. talk about how we can uh what what should we do with cobra because of course we'd like to improv improve stuff but man it's hard to improve cobra because it is every 80s action movie genre trope and cliche all rolled up into a ball and thrown at the screen and i mean that in the best possible way well i think before we even get into the uh what we should do pitch i I, there's there's several things that we need to discuss about the actual movie itself Okay. Um, little things like right in the beginning of the movie, we see that grocery store and we see like just people milling about their day as the, the crazy gunman is coming in on the motorcycle. There is a, it's supposed to be a child in one of those like, you know, quarter fed, like rocket ship type things that were always outside of grocery stores. Oh yeah. yeah. That is a grown ass woman pretending to be a child. <laughs> I am sorry. I went back and paused it. I'm like, no. That is not a kid. That is a grown ass <laughs> woman. She has crow's feet, damn it. Like <laughs> shit. <laughs> and she's like <laughs> pretending she's like, wee. I'm like, no, that is not a kid. <laughs> um, and they, they pass her by real fucking quick, too. Like, I feel like that was somebody's neighbor or friend, like, hey, you want to be in a movie? Um Yeah. I, I remember noticing it too, only because I was like, do they even have those things outside of grocery stores anymore? Like the little, you know, little horsies you ride or whatever. Yeah. And like the rocket ship bounces up and down for two seconds while your <laughs> parents are just like rolling their eyes at a boredom. Like, come on, let's go. <laughs> like, how, how long does this thing take? And like, do, you, do you really need to go on a pony ride or can we just go grocery shopping? Like, come on. <laughs> that, that is that's a good question. I don't think they have those things anymore. Like, I haven't seen those in years. Yeah, but I'm, I, yeah, when the camera pan past it, like I, I had this like little like jolt of nostalgia. I was like. Damn, like that's like a when the, it's like a, there'd be a whole TikTok video. I'm like, you know, things from the '90s that you forgot about, and that was right. definitely one of them. I think the last place I ever saw those was before Toys R Us closed. I remember the Toys R Us uh, on the boulevard. I used to take Caleb to all the time when he was like when he was like three or four, and he'd always want to go on. Uh, they had like it was like a truck with Jeffrey the giraffe in it, and like he would sit mm-hmm. in the front, and then it would just kind of you know rock back and forth and do the, the thing that they all did. Um, but yeah, he always, every every time we went there, he'd want to ride that. So that was the last time I saw those things. But uh, the other thing I want to say is in the grocery store. So you got the, you got the gunman in the grocery store. He's shooting people and all that. And he tells the one guy, go, you're free. Run. <laughs> the, the guy, he's he's at the end of the store. There's multiple aisles. He starts to walk ahead. And then the guy cocks his gun instead of like you know, getting out of the way, he just runs straight. I was like, serpentine, bitch! Why are you going to get shot? Like, and he fucking just gets <laughs> gunned down. Everyone, like, everyone always just runs straight away. Right. I also love how Marion Cobretti is such, he's such a man that he could not throw the beer without taking a sip first. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it'd be alcohol abuse. You can't wait for a whole beer. <laughs> he, he was going to try to distract the gun. He's like, oh, I got to take a sip first. <laughs> <laughs> like, really? 
really? And he's he's like, oh my god, he's like such a ridiculous like eighties action movie cliche. All of all of them, he's got the aviators on with like the feathered hair. He's got his his fucking matchstick that he's chewing on. Not even a toothpick, a fucking right. matchstick. Which you know, the, technically it's Chekhov's matchstick because they use it later in the movie. That's true. I, I know I had it in my notes too, and then I was like, oh, is that where Deadpool got the idea from the fucking matchstick? <laughs> Oh, oh, God. Oh God. And he's got this fucking, like, his, like, uh, you know, boots on and his, like, tight-ass jeans and his fucking gun with the cobra on the on the handle, like, stuck into his belt. And, and like, of course, Man. he's got the crazy pocket knife that you would see at every flea market for the next decade. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but I love it when he, when he goes to the, when he, you know, confronts that guy. He's like, you're the, you're the disease and I'm the cure. Like, <laughs> like oh, my God, the one-liners are so bad. Oh, they they really are. They are terrible in this movie. They, I feel like Stallone was trying to like match, you know, Arnie's brilliant one-liners that he mm-hmm. likes to toss off in his action movies, and instead we get like, you know, like Cobretti. You know, you have an attitude problem. Yeah, but it's only a little one. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I love it. It's it's like. You know, and I know Stallone is just as big of a of a star as Arnie, but sometimes watching like like you would watch an Arnold Schwarzenegger action movie in the 80s and then you watch a Stallone one. And it, sometimes it just doesn't quite reach the same heights and it almost feels kind of pale in comparison. Like, I don't know, like, OK, Raw Deal and Cobra. I feel like yeah. Raw Deal, the cop is way, way more of a badass or I should say the FBI agent in Raw Deal. But still. Stallone's character is much more of a badass than Copretti. A couple other things. The fact, did you see the Toys R Us commercial? Yeah. Like okay. I wrote, I, old I, wrote school. That, I wrote that down too. I'm like, wait a second. Is Cobra a Christmas movie? Yes! That's exactly, because right after the Christmas thing, they show the the later the lady at the diner who's going to get killed, and there's Christmas decorations in the diner. And I was like, son of a bitch, this, is, this takes place at Christmas. Yeah, I legit did not know that. I or if if I had noticed it when I was a kid, I completely forgot. I had no idea that this is a fucking Christmas movie, and it made me love it immediately as soon as that Toys R Us oh, yeah. came on. Because like I was already loving this whole supermarket sequence because this is an amazing you know open right. It's almost like mm-hmm. a little mini movie you know in and of itself because you got to introduce Cobra. He shows up as like you know the grizzled tough you know uh, take no prisoners cop who's you know the captain's always yelling at him like you <laughs> yep. know like he's like you know we don't do things your way Cobretti you know and and then of course <laughs> you know he just he just waltzes into like the hostage situation like it's nothing like takes a sip of beer and like blows this guy away and then he <laughs> like walks away like throws some like tough guy one-liners at the at the press you know oh. and manhandles that one you know reporter and then drives away in his like 1950 like you know tricked out mercury and i'm like man this dude is just fucking machismo bro (laughs) i fucking love the depiction of like the bleeding heart press in 80s action movies because there's always the one guy who's like what are you saying that they didn't have any rights they didn't have it's like dude they just murdered a shitload of people like, and you're like, no, no, that one guy had more rights than any. Like, I, I love the cartoonish portrayal of these characters. It's like, it's it's so not, ah, it's not real. Yeah, it's but, just, uh, and yeah, the, the 
I was trying not to pay too much attention to the politics of the movie as we were watching it this time, but I'm like, man, this is such a Reagan era oh, uh, God, movie, yeah. Reagan era screenplay. It, it was it was hard not to notice, but I'm like, nope, just just enjoy it. Just you know, let, <laughs> just right. He's a dude with a gun and an attitude, blowing away bad guys. That's all I care about, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a painfully 80s movie. Let, let, let's put that out. Like, it's, it is painfully 80s. Like, if you weren't alive during the 80s and you watched this movie, you knew it was the 80s. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's painfully 80s. Yeah, it's um, funny you said that, too. I showed the trailer uh, to my, my 15-year-old, Tegan, and I, it was, I was like, just prepare yourself for, like, literally every 80s cliche imaginable. And then Tegan just starts <laughs> rattling them off as they're watching this trailer. And I'm like, see, I told you. Like, it's in the trailer alone. Like, you don't even need to watch the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. It's so fucking true. Um, oh, man. Couple, couple other quick things. that I, I, I couldn't stop laughing at the, the robot prostitute montage. where Because <laughs> it's an 80s movie, so we have to have a montage. And we get... We see Ingrid's character doing a photo shoot, but at first we don't know it's going to be a photo shoot. We're just seeing random robots on screen and cutting between that and Tony and Cobretti interviewing uh, prostitutes on the street trying to find links to the Night Slasher. So it's like robot, prostitute, robot, prostitute. I was laughing (laughs) so fucking hard during this sequence because it was just like, what is this? so silly i know too and then just from like a like logistics point of view i'm like what are they trying to learn like they're just randomly asking questions of like people on the street tattoo (laughs) artists and i'm like is this how they do do police work you just wander around and just ask random people (laughs) if they've seen anything weird you know like this is los angeles first of all it's an enormous metropolis (laughs) you know like and you don't think don't think a whole bunch of weird shit's going on like literally every day exactly it's like (laughs) like Fuck. It's the stupidest police work, right? <laughs> so, and, and we we didn't say it, and I don't want to go through the plot beat by beat, but just real quick for anyone anyone who hasn't seen the movie, after this initial introduction of Cobra with the supermarket uh, hostage uh, uh, situation, you know, we find out that L.A. at this time has been plagued by a serial killer, or we learn later it's like a group of serial killers who are just seemingly randomly killing people you know, on the street or in their home or whatever. And no one has any idea who's doing it. They apparently the guy is called the night slasher. But again, I don't remember hearing it in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, Cobra and the zombie squad, whoever they are, <laughs> like they volunteer to help the detectives to like try to track down the bad guys. And eventually Ingrid, who is a model, she sees the face of uh, Muscle Cheeks, <laughs> yep. the, the, the leader of the New World, the, the Night Slasher guy. And so now we have a witness, and then they try to kill her. She gets away. They actually try to kill her like three times, and she keeps getting away. Eventually, mm-hmm. the rest of the movie is you know Cobra and uh, Gonzalez's partner trying to get her to a safe house to keep her safe long enough so that she can um, – you know, she can identify muscle cheeks as the night stalker so that they can, they can finally get a lead and hopefully, you know, find out who this guy is. And so, yeah, the whole movie is them just trying to protect Ingrid over and over again as the, the, uh, the stakes 
keep getting higher and higher and the night slasher keeps throwing more and more motorcycle riding fodder characters <laughs> at Cobra because holy shit by the end of the movie he must have killed like a hundred dudes just yep. it's like every bullet lands as a perfect kill shot and it's like where are all these guys coming from you like there's a whole <laughs> army of serial killers <laughs> which as a kid it freaked me the fuck out to think about like oh my god, there's this whole secret society of people who want to just murder because they like to. And it was like, that scared me so much as a kid. As an adult, I couldn't stop laughing. Because it's like, wait, you have this entire army of just like, there's like random businessmen like clanking the axes when they show the, the group scenes. It's like, who are these fuckers? Like, what, what? And I love it. Their plan is to kill the weak so only the strong survive. And they're going to do this one middle-aged suburbanite at a time. (laughs) That's a really shitty plan. It's a terrible plan. You know what it is? It's like Fight Club. Instead of, like, fighting, they're just, like, randomly killing strangers. (laughs) Right. They're randomly killing, like, middle-aged moms. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's so (laughs) strange. But, yeah, there's, like, there's, like you said, there's businessmen, and there was... uh, at the beginning sequence, there's at least one person who has a uniform on with a badge, like he's a cop or security guard, maybe. But then we find out there's an actual cop who is this character, Stock, right? That's the mm-hmm. Lee Darlington, who ingratiates herself somehow into working with Gonzalez and Cobretti at, to try to get Ingrid to the safe house. So there's a mole in the in the ranks, like the whole time. And uh, so she, and that's part of why these guys keep attacking over and over and over again because she's constantly giving away their location. And Cobra even like is on to her, but you know he doesn't catch her in the act, so he can't really do anything about it. But it's like, man, just over and over and over again, like they fail to kill this woman even before <laughs> Cobra gets involved. And then when he gets involved, it's like again over and over and over again, like oh, and man. it's just massive property damage, massive vehicular damage, you know, like <laughs> oh, it was an '80s movie. There had to be tons of of car jumps and car chases and. Like, man, we really loved jumping cars in the 80s. Like, really I mean, Dukes of Hazard was an entire show about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like there were the, at least three sequences in this movie where cars jumped off of something. And it's like, damn, they really did, like, jump a lot of cars. Yeah. In this also, no one reloads. I, I got to point that out. <laughs> this is this is one of those action movies where literally no one reloads. No, um, right? Even the supermarket killer who had a shotgun, he fires that thing like 30 times. And I'm like, wait a second. Like, yeah. this- it's like, no, that wasn't even a pump shotgun. That was a double barrel. Like, wait a second. This- um, oh. But like one thing I got to point out is that in the hospital sequence, which as a kid, it, the hospital sequence always scared me. I used to get really freaked out by hospitals at night. And it's funny because I now work at a hospital at night and have been doing so for over 20 years. Um, but like, like you know, Halloween 2, fucking Cobra. There was always like spooky shit happening in hospitals at night in, in the 80s. But when he, when Muscle Cheeks kills that tiny little Hispanic janitor, there ain't no way that little man's janitor outfit is going to fit Muscle Cheeks. And it does. <laughs> It fits him. It, it does, that's right. The glasses don't fit. The glasses are too small for his face, and he looks like a goose. <laughs> <laughs> I laugh so fucking hard when it's like, when he shows him kill him, I'm like, 
Now he's like three feet taller than that dude. He ain't got no shit. He did wear it. Okay, it worked. (laughs) I know that sequence. That sequence is cool too because he kills like everybody that he interacts with in the hospital, basically, right? The the janitor guy, like the nurse, like the security guard, whatever. And then there's that like you know older nurse who gets in the elevator and yells at him for not using the service elevator, and like he doesn't say anything to her. He just looks at her, but like his facial expression is totally like, oh, I'm sorry, (laughs) ma'am. You know, it's like there's something about this like. Like, you know, this older nurse just dressing him down where he was just like, oh, OK, my bad. <laughs> I, I done did a stupid. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And he didn't kill her. I'm like, you were in the elevator alone with her. You could have taken her out if she pissed right. you off. And he was just like, oh, OK. <laughs> it was funny. But so funny because it's true. The other reason that I thought to do the uh, Boogeyman's Closet like knockoff intro on this movie was because I didn't realize or remember how much of this movie is kind of a horror movie. Right? Oh, yeah. I would say pretty much everything up until the car chase through L.A. where, yeah, they're jumping the cars, you know, off of like, you know, every like, you know, a tight corner or whatever. Yep. The movie mostly takes place in daylight after that. But up until that point when, you know, the Night Slasher is killing people, you get to see this whole gang, the city's scared and on lockdown. Um, Ingrid like sees something on the side of the road. They try to kill her and then again and then in the hospital where it's so dark and creepy and like oh, lots of like dark, empty hallways. Like mm-hmm. I was starting to think like, shit, is Cobra just a horror movie? You know, and, and again, it, it lightens up and kind of changes tone. But for a yeah. while there, I was like, this is pretty creepy. There are there were a lot of these type of action movies in the 80s where it, it's technically an action movie, but it takes heavily uh, from like horror tropes. And, and plays with them because it's always like, OK, we're trying to hunt down this serial killer. Or we're trying to hunt down, you know, this crazy terrorist type of thing. And like like movies like Cobra. And then there was like, oh, what was it called? Angel, I think it was called, where it was like, I think, I think the tagline was like schoolgirl by day, prostitute by night or something <laughs> like that. It was like this young girl whose parents died and. She was like paying the bills by hooking on the street. Like it was, oh, it, was, it was a fucking weird movie. But like the serial killer is killing prostitutes and then he's like hunting her down and she teams up with the cops. And it's like, but it's an action movie with a lot of horror elements. It, it reminds me a lot of Cobra in, in that regard. Um, but again, it was, it was, you know, Golan Globus movies that they, they, they did these types of like dark and gritty, like. L.A. after dark, New York after dark, Chicago after dark type of mm-hmm. horror movies or type of action movies, I should say. Um, but, yeah, a couple couple quick things I, I want to mention. Number one, Stallone has a fucking mouthful of linguine in this movie. <laughs> Tell me he doesn't. He does. Everything he says sounds like he's saying it around a mouthful of linguine. <laughs> and, including, I, and I wrote it down in its entirety, the final fight speech. <laughs> I, this is, oh my, okay, so, it starts off with, like, you know, Cobra and Muscle Cheeks are facing off, and Muscle Cheeks says, you can't stop us, we are the future, and then Cobra goes, no, your history, (laughs) (laughs) and it's like, there's that long-ass pause, and then Muscle Cheeks goes, you won't do it, pig, you won't shoot, murder is against the law, you have to take me in, if you can. Even I have rights, don't I, pig? The court is civilized, isn't it, pig? He says pig over and over. And then Cobra goes, but I'm not. 
this is where the law stops and I start. Sucker. <laughs> poetry. Pure poetry. I am the law. <laughs> Fucking linguini mouth bastard. Oh man, oh. I will give I will give Muscle Cheeks uh, credit though. Like I love the way he just keeps yelling pig and he's like spitting every yeah. time. It's like he's just like you know he's filling <laughs> up his mouth full of saliva and just like really really hitting that pee so hard. You know, pig. And he's got some <laughs> big ass cheeks to fill with saliva too. So he does. He does. Although I I was sad too. Like you know like stupid little details you notice after like so many years and I'm like you know like he looked really badass when he combed his hair with like motor oil or something to like <laughs> right. go to the hospital like that was his disguise like i'm gonna comb my hair black with motor oil and then like steal some like dude's glasses that are too small for me but like then the rest of the movie like he's just this like unkempt like uncombed like shaggy dude and i'm like ah oh, come on man you should have had that fucking motor oil like slick back that was some badass <laughs> right? shit like that looked scary <laughs> as hell it suddenly looked feathered in this last scene i know and i'm like oh come on <laughs> well, and I, as a kid, I remember that scene being one of the things that freaked me out and why I thought Brian Thompson was so scary. I mean, he had the muscle cheeks, obviously the face, like his face looks so like, it, you know, intense. And mm-hmm. he with that fucking knife and he was always sweaty and dirty and just huge. But yeah, like it was like he combs his hair with motor oil and then spends all day sharpening his knife. And I'm like, that's just creepy. Like yep. you know, as a kid, I was like, this dude is like legit scary. <laughs> you know? I, I agree though. No, he, he, this character freaked me out as a, as a kid watching this movie. And like, he was kind of like, he was top tier villain. Like I was like, Oh, that guy's, that guy's good. He's scary. Um, but you know, watching it as an adult critically, it's like, Oh wow. He's kind of silly. Um, I will say, the way he gets taken out is pretty fucking nuts. Yeah. Like Cobretti throws him on a fucking hook. So he, he, he leather faces his ass. Like he throws him on a hook and then mm-hmm. pushes him into that. Like, I don't even know what the hell this factory made, but it's like the weird fire. <laughs> like <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what you call that. It was like a big U shape with fucking torches all over it. And they were going like 24 seven and he just pushes them into that. I was like, Jesus Christ, that's a hell of a way to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that reminds me. I was kind of like waiting for this, this scene to happen in the movie. Cause again, trying to figure out like, what is this fire for? Like it's, it's like, were they like make, they were making something, I don't know with fire. I don't know what it was. Right. It's like a mold or whatever. But when I, when I was watching the movie, I was just like goofing around, like reading trivia, you know, on Wikipedia, whatever. And uh, somebody was literally editing Wikipedia while I was watching the movie because I went to the Wikipedia page, read a couple of things. I noticed a typo and I, I didn't do anything about it. I was like, whatever, typo. And then I came back like, I don't know, 20 or 30 minutes later after doing something else. I, I paused the movie, came back, picked up my phone, went back to Wikipedia and it refreshed and the typo had been fixed. And I was like, <laughs> that's weird. Like. Is there some other people who like edit Wikipedia who somehow know like the last accessed page or something? You know what I mean? Like maybe maybe somebody knew that somebody had accessed the Cobra page and went to go check to see if it needed to be edited or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> and I don't know when this showed up. But then there's the, there's one of these like stupid like fake pieces of trivia in the Wikipedia page. And, and this was amazing because it, I'm just going to read it for you. It says – the movie is also notable for its multiple uses of the word foundry in dialogue with the instance count of two eclipsing all other contemporary films. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
like, what? The what? Fuck? What kind of trivia? Like, that's the trivia. It's like, wow, this movie uses the word foundry a whole two times. Nobody else was using it that many times. Oh my God. <laughs> so See, stupid. Those are the kind of trivia things I love because every once in a while on the Bookman's Closet, I'll I'll be looking up trivia for a movie and there'll be like three things and one of them will be like you know the director drove a such and such Chevy Impala. It's like wait what what why do I care what the director drove during the 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 shoot what yeah it's so weird uh, well, yeah. shit one fun piece of trivia about this though is that originally uh, Stallone was meant to be the star of Beverly Hills Cop yeah and this this Cobra this script and I guess Whatever he took out of the book by Paula Gosling was basically his response to, if you want me to be like an L.A. cop, I don't want to be this like funny character. I, like This is what an L.A. cop should be. And so, of course, you know, Eddie Murphy went and became Beverly Hills cop to fame and fortune. And it's the classic of the decade. And mm-hmm. Stallone makes Cobra that you know was completely panned <laughs> by critics. Fans didn't like it was a flop. Basically, it's a cult classic now. And I think it mm-hmm. holds up. It holds up, but only because of how ridiculous it is. You know? Yep. Well, I guess Stallone was uh, was teasing recently. I don't know if it was on Twitter or Instagram, but he was teasing uh, something with Cobra coming up. So it's like, is he going to do a sequel? Are they doing a remake? Is it just going to be like, hey, we're finally releasing the Blu-ray with all the uncut footage? Um, but he was teasing Cobra recently. So it's like, all right, well, we'll see what's coming. Yeah, that'd be, I'd, be, I'd be down for it, whatever it is, like a a TV show or whatever, but I just hope that they recast because I, yeah, I, I liked him becoming back as Rocky, not as much Rambo. Like, you know, the older Rocky movies are good, right? Especially, yeah, yeah. The, you know, uh, the ones leading into Creed. Yep. Those, I loved all of those seeing Rocky's whole life cycle to me, I thought was perfect for that character. Again, Rambo less, you know, it was, I was less interested in seeing like, you know, old Rambo, but whatever. I thought he still pulled it off. Like did a mm-hmm. good job. But I, I don't know that I want to see old Marion Cabretti. Like, I don't know that right. I want to, like, Stallone's still in pretty good shape. Don't get me wrong. But, like, I just, I, I don't want that. <laughs> you know? I mean, I, I, I could see it if they did one of those things where it's like if they do, like, a TV show or something where he's now, like, the chief, mm-hmm. you know, and he has, like, some young upstart under him. And he's like, hey, kid, I remember how it would like, but you remember. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> you got to put the, the closed captioning on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, just like this movie. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, some fish and rice and go food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or they uh, or they, they can pull like the Top Gun Maverick and they they show him still, you know, like he's not working as like, a, you know, on the zombie squad, whatever. Now he's like, a, you know, doing personal security or, you know, he's a private eye or whatever. Like he's doing the same job and now he's doing it like for somebody else because he couldn't hack being a cop all these years. But at the same time, like. He can't get promoted. He can't do anything else. Like all he can do is just be a badass all the time, you know? Right. <laughs> and yeah. And, and yeah, exactly. Now there's like some young upstart who like wants to like, uh, oh, they're putting the zombie squad back together, you know, like Uncle Marion or whatever, you know, and like. <laughs> Which, by the way, for does, I mean, I don't know if the listeners, because I didn't know this, know what the zombie squad is. I have but, no idea uh, to, this, to this day right now. I have no idea. Okay. So apparently the zombie squad is something I want to say that it was in Germany. Because uh, I ended up looking this up, um, but it's it's basically the cops that do whatever they need to do uh, after hours. So basically, cops that go against the law that do what they need to do to clean up the streets. Yeah. 
okay, yeah, the cops who, you know, they, they, they become vigilantes and then the rest of the cops just look the other way. Okay, I get it, I get it. Exactly. So it's like, <laughs> they were literally saying the quiet part out loud with the L.A. police. Yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> they never really came out and said it in the movie, but, like, it's it was pretty obvious. They kept talking about how, like, you know, uh, you know we don't do, do things your way, Cobretti, or they were like, you <laughs> right. know, like. You know, where they were like in the opening sequence, they called him something. They were like, call the monster or something, you know, <laughs> no, like they said, call the cobra, call the cobra. And it was <laughs> like, <laughs> like they referred like they, to him they, as the cobra, the cobra. It was like they knew that he was they knew that if they let him on the case, that he was going to break the law, take things too far, do whatever he wanted. They constantly complained about it, but they just let him do it anyway. Right. <laughs> you know? It's like, what the I, fuck? That's the thing I liked in the movie the least was the fact that so much screen time is spent with the other police complaining to Cobra about <laughs> taking it too far. And it's like enough already. Like how many scenes do we need, you know, with like we, the captain and, you know, like you know, Robinson, like yelling at him for like, we don't do things your way, Cobra. It's like, yeah, but like you're not suspending him. You're not firing him. You're not taking him off the case. So just yep. leave the dude alone and stop whining about it. It's like the fourth scene in the movie where they sat around yelling at him for being a hothead. Like, get, we, get on we, with it. We literally got three full scenes of that. <laughs> three separate scenes of the cops yelling at Cobretti. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's just like, enough, man, enough. But, oh, God. So, so, so it's a Christmas movie. So are we going to do, like, you know... Uh, Cobra and you know Rudolph like save the day. Is that what we're <laughs> no, no. Um, I I ha- I have something else in mind. Uh, so okay, so with with our pitch for this, we've discussed uh, multiple times on this show doing a genre switch, like, and we've done it a couple of times. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. we made Freddy and and Freddy versus Jason into Freddy and Jason. You know, famously at this point, slasher camp. Uh, we did Revenge of the Nerds as a horror movie. Like we've done the genre switch a few times, so I feel like that's what we need to do here. Um, because let, let's let's pretend if a sequel were to come out to Cobra, mm-hmm. it probably would have been in the '90s. And you know, because this was what '86, I think Cobra 86. came out. Yeah, yeah, '86. So chances are, you know, it would have been like maybe like 1990, 91, like that kind of era. Because uh, you know, back then it was either you filmed them back to back or there was a few years between sequels. Yeah, um, I'm thinking of like Gremlins and Ghostbusters. Like there were like five, six years between those movies. Yeah, exactly. Same thing with like like Terminator and Terminator 2. There was a long gap, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it was pretty normal back then, I think. Yeah. So I feel like if we were to do uh, a Cobra sequel, it would be early 90s. So just keeping that in mind, like the types of movies that were big. Uh, in the 90s, we had, you know, we had a lot of action. There was a ton of action in the 90s. Um, I feel like the 80s, it was like a fight for supremacy in the video store between bad action movies like, you know, American Ninja and like <laughs> horror movies. And like horror was really winning out in the 80s. But then because of like all the parents groups and all the oh violence is destroying our children, blah, 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 all that stuff. We started to get away from the horror, but really ramped up on the action because that's good, clean American fun. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so there was a lot of like action flicks in the 90s, but we also had a lot of action flicks that were comedies. So there was a lot yeah. of comedic action movies. So I feel like do a genre switch with uh, with Cobra, too. But here's the idea. Like, imagine the trailer. Right. So it's like. You have like, we, we, you know, you got the, that that guy, you know, the, the trailer guy talking and it'd be like, you know, talking about 
Officer Marion Cobretti be like, you know, the the you know top tier zombie squad, you know, solving LA's problems. Last time we saw him, he took down the Night Slasher cult. And like, you know, show like scenes from the first movie. It's like, now he's ready to face his biggest challenge yet. To watch over the president's daughter on spring break. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and we do like a PG-13 action comedy in like the the vein of like three ninjas or kindergarten cop or like you know those type of action movies where it's just complete wacky silliness you know like (laughs) picture opera was it operation miami the uh, police academy movie yeah operation miami beach yeah yeah so something like that so like (laughs) as, as stupid as it is like why would he be hired by the secret service to protect the president's daughter on spring break. I don't know, but he is. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, for sure, for sure. As soon as you said that, sorry, it's assignment Miami Beach. Please get that's five. Assignment Miami Beach. <laughs> uh, yeah, but as soon as you, you were like, you know, protect the president's daughter, I immediately thought, like, oh, that's like first kid, right, with Sinbad. <laughs> yeah. right, I forgot about that movie. <laughs> but, but even better, right, is I thought of first kid, but then even better than that. No, no, no. You, you, you said kindergarten cop, and for some reason my head went to cop and a half with Burt Reynolds, <laughs> right? And then I went, no, before cop and a half was fucking Mr. Nanny with Hulk Hogan. Oh, shit. Yes. <laughs> Remember that shit? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> my brain, like the dominoes just fell down. I was like, yeah, cop and a half. No, 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 Mr. Nanny. No. Like it was just getting like goofier and sillier. <laughs> just like our Monopoly episode where it's like we, we talked about – those like you know uh the, the the protect the youth center type of movies oh yeah you know this is a type of film that you don't see that much anymore like every once in a while they try to bring it back like i feel like the rock was involved in one they tried to mm-hmm. to do something but it's like the big muscle bound machismo badass with mm-hmm. like you know the little like either the the teenage kid or like the little upstart like there's mm-hmm. you know that kind of a that like comedic duo. We don't see that very often anymore. And my God, I can't imagine Sly Stallone in the early nineties portraying Cobretti in like a comedic romp. I feel like that would be fucking gold. It would be cool. It would be, you know, and I mentioned jokingly, right. Stop or my mom will shoot, which Mm -hmm. was really supposed to be more of like a straightforward comedy, but if that had if it had been that movie where it's like, you know, the guy and like his, you know, his old his mom or his grandma, um, the same kind of thing, but flip that around. But yeah, like but Stallone has to stay serious. Like, you know, he's got to be, <laughs> right. you know, he's the straight man. Yeah, exactly. He's stone faced Stallone. But then we have to have some. Yeah. Like, you know, some uh, some, you know, plucky young girl. And, and, I, and I'm trying to think of like, you know, kid actors from the nineties. And it's easier for me for some reason to think of like, you know, male actors like John right. Taylor Thomas, you know, or like the, you know, the home improvement kids, but like, you know, there's gotta be like a Melissa Joan Hart or somebody who would it was have the been... first one I thought of. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she might've been a little older, but like, okay. So that's, that's the thing too, is we could do, or, or like a uh, uh, Curly Sue, right. With right. Uh, 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 what's his name? James Belushi, right. Is it Jim, Jim Belushi? For some reason I, I always so. mix up John and Jim Belushi, but yeah, they, um, so there's the we have to figure out is it going to be the the little like plucky like little orphan Annie type who's like eight or nine years old you know oh, like 
the Raven no. Simone on the Cosby show? Or is it going to be the older, you know, like Melissa Joan Hart as like the sassy teenager who always yeah. gets their way? You know, which That's one? That's kind of what I was thinking, because I was thinking like, OK, in the 90s, you know, like um, we, we had a lot of those movies where it was like the president that's not really a reflection of our actual president. You know, like we had a lot of that where mm-hmm. it, it'll be like, you know, just make up make up a first family for the sh- for the movie and that's mm-hmm. what we go with. So I figured we would do that, but have like have, yeah, a teenage daughter because like she would be going away to spring break. Like maybe she's this, you know, bratty uh, kind of always gets her way type of thing. And she's like, she really wants to go to like, I don't know, Cancun or something for spring break. Mm-hmm. And the president is like, well, you know, I don't want to I don't wanna, I don't, I don't feel comfortable with you. You know, you're you're, you're my daughter. I don't want to let you out there. There's a lot of people who would want to hurt you. And, you know, her like stomping her feet, throwing, you know, throwing a fit and finally him giving in. But he has to have his Secret Service men with her and she doesn't want to hang out with any of her dad's work friends. So they hire <laughs> Officer Cobretti to like kind of watch over while she's on spring break and he has to keep her away from boys, booze and drugs type of thing. So we were just joking about police Academy, but that's actually kind of perfect. What if this was like, you know, Cobra two assignment in Miami beach, you know? Right. Like, exactly. and like, yeah. So like, yeah, that's just perfect where, yeah, the, uh, you know, 14 or I guess she's in high school, right? Yeah. But she wants to go with her friends on spring break. They're all going to Cancun, like you said. And instead, yeah, they, they convince her, well, you know, you can't go to Cancun. You can't leave the country, but well, what if, you know, her, she like pulls on her daddy's heartstrings, like daddy, please, you know, whatever. Right. And he's like, okay, well, what about like Miami beach? You know, and of course, you know, Cobretti's like, whoa, 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 hang on. You know, <laughs> he's like, yeah, yeah, Mary, and I'll go with you. And he's like, oh, I didn't sign up for this, you know. <laughs> hey, I don't know about any of this. But, yeah, yeah we, that'd be awesome. And we could have like, so, OK, so the, the premise for the movie would be like, he's got to kind of watch over. And of course, you know, she's she's this spoiled teen. So she's like doing whatever she wants. You know, he has to kind of like make sure she doesn't get in any trouble. And she's kind of like being loud, like very loud and obnoxious. So mm-hmm. people are taking notice. And then you're going to have your your stereotypical, like the three goons who realize, wait a second, that's the president's daughter. Do you know how much money we could get if we kidnap her? You know, yeah. so <laughs> now you have the three stooges type goons trying to kidnap the president's daughter and being foiled at every turn. But maybe Cobretti ends up being like, Every trap they set, he springs it accidentally. So we could have like <laughs> him getting all the slapstick comedy. Um, you know, I, and I just there has to be at least one scene of him getting like wasted because remember he's not a uh, not a junk food type of guy. Like you know, even though we did see him eat a triangle of pizza in the first movie, frozen <laughs> pizza. A, a fro- yeah, he took that shit out of the freezer for some reason. <laughs> Um, and he also keeps his gun parts in an egg carton, but yeah, that's beside the point. Um, but like, I feel like, you know, he, he's very conscious of what he puts in his body and we need to have like a scene of him getting fucking blitzed. Like maybe he thinks he's drinking just juice and it's like, (laughs) it's actually like booze and then have like, wake up the next day. He's on like a flamingo pool floaty wearing a bikini and he's like, what the (laughs) hell? You know? What if he goes up to like one of those bars at the beach, you know, those little like tiki bars, whatever they have yeah, at the yeah. beach, and he just orders like a, you know, give me a pineapple juice, you know, and, but he but he doesn't know that like, you know, pineapple juice is like, you know, code for like, it's like the Long Island iced tea of like the beach, you know, where it's just <laughs> right. like, it's like, you know, every kind of, every flavor of rum and tequila <laughs> and vodka with like a little splash of pineapple juice. And he's just like, oh, yummy, you know, <laughs> like, hey, like oh. pretty good. 
Oh, we def- Okay, okay. So I'm thinking, I'm thinking more and I'm thinking more and more of uh, the police academy. Like, like we got to use that as like our our inspiration, right? Which, while it has always been a comedy, from the first movie was a little bit serious, got a little dark, you know. And then by the right. fifth movie was just total slapstick silliness. Um, so in Assignment Miami Beach there's these like jewel thieves or whatever. And it had nothing to do with the police. Uh, it was like, it was like a, like, what do you call it? It was like a convention, right? Like, yeah. And it had nothing to do with like the police convention, nothing to do with the characters who were visiting there, like the Lassard and his gang. It was just, they could just kind of stumbled into it. Right. It was this unrelated event that they kind of fell into. And, but by the, by the end of it, they were involved. And of course they had to like break up like the jewel, uh, you know, heist ring or whatever it was. So I think we should do something like that. Like I love your idea of like the the Three Stooges goons with like the Jersey accents, you know, whatever, which right. I cl- I clearly can't do. You know, it's like you know, <laughs> it's the prisoner's daughter. Um. So what what if it's what if it's that? What if it's a we find out in like a like we cut away to a different scene and there's like this Jersey mob boss, like a like an underboss, and he's. Uh, he's like on the phone yelling at some, you know, some capo down in Florida who's supposed to be like, you know, running the, what do you call it, running the smuggling or whatever down out of Florida. And like, he's fucking it up because, and, you know, of course, one of the goons is like, ain't that your cousin? He's like, well, I had to give him some kind of job to do, you know, whatever. <laughs> right? Just real silly right. shit. So like the boss's cousin is fucking it up down in Florida. And then, you know, of course, one of the goons is like, oh, it sure would be great to be down in Florida with the sun and fun. And we could like, you know, do the job ourselves, you know. And then, of course, the mob <laughs> boss is like oh that's a great idea like like you know he takes him up on it. it's like yeah that's a great idea so they go down to jersey and of course the mob boss is like well, i'm gonna sit on the beach and you know and and uh drink some mai tais and like look at young girls asses walking in around in bikinis while you you know jamokes go and like find my cousin and bring him here to you know to talk to me whatever and that's when of course they, they go looking for like the cousin you know down at like the, the you know the club on the beach or whatever and that's when they're like hey hey you know joey take a look who it is you know and of course they see like the president's daughter and now they're <laughs> like oh oh the boss is gonna love us like you know we'll show him we can run we can run the whole show down here in florida we'll bring his cousin back we'll bring the you know the president's daughter back too we'll get so much money and he'll and we'll prove to him that you know you know we uh you know we got the cojones we got the the skills to like run this whole show down here you know what i mean <laughs> right <laughs> um oh my god so now we have this little side story, right? So again, same kind of thing where these the the three Stooges mob mobster guys they're trying to you know they're trying to get the president uh, president's daughter the whole time and you know Cobra's trying to protect and at first you know maybe he notices like oh come on you guys get out of here blah 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 go away and you know then of course he goes and gets drunk and during that sequence when he like wakes up on like a flamingo floaty or something what if that's when he realizes like oh shit like she's gone like where is she like you know he loses sight of her ah right? yep. Uh, and now it's on because, well, we could do one of two things, you know, and, and then we're, we're jumping really far into the story, but like, I'm getting excited, you know, <laughs> yeah. um, we could do one of two things. Either it's like a, it's like a, a bait and switch where, you know, he was just getting stressed up, but really she was fine. Like she had just gone down the beach, you know, to play volleyball with some dudes or whatever. And like, you know, he goes down there and overreacts and yells at her. And of course she's like, you're not my dad, you know, and does that whole <laughs> thing, you know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You know, or I was thinking like the other option is like, yeah, you know, the mobster guys got her. But, you know, fuck that. I kind of like the yeah, I kind of like the volleyball game sequence. But, you know, Cobra's like, you know, she's basically trying to tell him, like, let your guard down. It's OK. It's going to be fine. You know, and of course, he makes the mistake of doing that. And then 
that's when, you know, she really does get, you know, kidnapped. And so, like, the last, you know, third of the movie will be he really does have to go and, like, find these guys and, like, you know, take down the mob boss, and, you know, and, and like, you know, take down their whole operation. But we have two acts of, like, silliness before we get there. Oh, absolutely. Now, this I, – I love this. So, so yeah, it, it would basically – the whole movie would be a bunch of hijinks, um, you know, leading up to her getting kidnapped. And then it would be like the the hard switch at the second the the you know second to third act of the movie where we would have like it's still comedic but we have the action scene so we're gonna have the car chases there has to be like a car chase on the beach maybe a jet ski mm-hmm. chase of course <laughs> yes so we have to have a jet ski chase you know because um, it's like maybe maybe the mob boss like when they they kidnap the president's daughter he's like oh shit you've done it now like he he freaks out because he's like you know this is too big for us but now we got we we got to commit because like what do we do so like he's he's bringing more guys down here so now of course we're gonna have the fodder for cope ready to kill um you know and of course it, they don't have to technically be killed maybe he's doing stuff like you know, he's shooting like the jet ski and it's flipping and throwing guys into the water. And you see him kind of like bobbing in the water, yeah. you know, like, what the hell, you know, or like have like, you know, he he beats him with like a beach ball or something, you know, just stupid shit. Um, so it's like, yeah, nobody truly dies. Um, and it's that that, uh, you know, comedic action flick of the 90s. Yeah, um, lots of like Wilhelm screams, you know. <laughs> yeah, you know, like people fall off a bridge, but then they land in the sand, and like their their head and 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 torso is buried in the sand. Their feet are just kicking back and forth, like mur, 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 mur. you know that yeah. kind of thing. We gotta keep the violence down so we can get like a PG rating on this like you know family friendly movie, you know. <laughs> right. So you so you can sell the officer Cobretti Happy Meals, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They'll come with a, with a little squirt gun with his little like cobra decal on the side. You know? right. you'll, you'll get a pair of plastic aviator sunglasses. You know. <laughs> yes, that'd be perfect. <laughs> oh and he's my like, god! It's like a little car. You like pull it back and it goes and it smashes <laughs> into the wall like the hood comes off. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you now we're designing the toys oh. too. <laughs> Stallone on a jet ski. Like it's it's one of those bathtub toys where you like spin the little rotor and put it in the bathtub and it it scoots around. Yeah, exactly. And of course, the Happy Meal is like it has, it's like the healthy Happy Meal. So it has like you know ex, extra lettuce, no ketchup. <laughs> you get carrots instead of French fries because exactly. it's health food. <laughs> oh, oh, this is really God. good, man. Oh, see, I almost feel like okay, cool, that's it. That, that's the shtick, right? That's what we're doing, and we're done, right. you know. But I mean, we could definitely flesh it out a little bit more. Um, you know, I like the idea of like just. Let's just back up a little bit, right? Just kind of mm-hmm. walk through it. So, yeah, I definitely love this idea. So, Cobra, he's not working for the LAPD anymore. Maybe he finally, like, took things too far and, like, right. you know, got got fired. And, uh, and we can even have some backstory where maybe when, when we first – we we start off by meeting, like, the president and his family. We meet the daughter. Like, we haven't even named this person yet. You know, whatever. <laughs> Melissa, you know, whatever. Yeah. And um, so we meet Melissa, and then uh, – you know, of course, the president's like, well, you know, I've got like an old like army buddy, you know, who who's, who's agreed to come and, you know, help you I'm like dad, I don't need a babysitter, you know. And of course, you know, the old army buddy or whatever is like, you know, hey, it's Marianne Cobretti. And uh, <laughs> and there's, some, you know, there'll be some joke about like, you know, maybe she'd be like, oh, I heard of you. Like, didn't you get fired, you know, for, you know, blowing up that school bus or whatever? <laughs> <you know? laughs> right. 
you know he's like we don't like to talk about that you know <laughs> yeah i blew it up but it was full of bad guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly see i can't do the voice <laughs> um yeah, you know, so, so, you know, and, and, uh, oh man, I just keep picturing Sinbad in my head. I can't, we got to put Sinbad in the movie somewhere. I'm oh, sorry. Dude, he's got to be I, one of the Secret Service guys. Yeah, yes. exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that'd be good too, like if there's a partner, right? So it's, yeah, so it's Sinbad and Stallone, <laughs> right? Like, because <laughs> yeah. I mean, we already have Sinbad and Schwarzenegger and, and Jiggle all the way. So, you know. It's gonna be some joke where Stallone or where Sinbad is like, oh fuck, like when did that Sir Mix a Lot song come out? Because I'm just picturing Sinbad. He's gonna make some joke like, you know, Cobra. What kind of name is Cobra? Hey, if you Cobra, I'm Anaconda. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes. I don't care when the song came out. Yes, that's happening. <laughs> Oh god, no, this is good. Yeah, we have this like the comic relief. Oh god, I'm so happy we did that. <laughs> <laughs> That's that yeah. fits so well. Oh god, so of course Melissa wants to go to Cancun with her friends. They talk her into like stay in the states, like you know, go to Miami Beach. Like at least it's in the you know it's in the U.S. It's you know and you can be protected. And uh, and uh, you know so of course they bring Cobra on as part of the Secret Service because he got fired from the NYPD. They go down and then of course we cut away and we get the side story and. For some reason, the way that you were doing the voice, I, oh. I, I'm I'm picturing Christopher Walken as the mob boss. Right? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh my god, I would love that. And his and his, you know, and of course he's got his, you know, he's on the phone talking to his cousin down in, you know, his cousin like Steve Buscemi down in Florida, who's like <laughs> fucking things up. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Oh, dude. Yes, Steve Buscemi is a cousin. But what were the, what were what were the um? Oh my god, why can't I think of their fucking names? The the henchmen in the Mario Brothers movie. That were like Lemmy and whatever Koopa, like the the oh, yeah the cu- yeah 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 yeah. I was like they would be perfect as like two of the hench goons in this. It was Fisher Stevens was one of the guys. Yes, and then the other guy, he's that he's another one of those dudes. He's just like in everything. Richard uh, Edson. There you go. Okay, so we get those two guys, and then we gotta get fuck. We gotta get like John Leguizamo or somebody. We gotta get you know uh right. like the, like the young guy. You know what I mean? Like so, it's like the three of them are like the three fucking stooges, and mm-hmm. uh, and they're gonna go down. Christopher Walken sends them down <laughs> to Florida to like you know figure out what his like dumb cousin's doing. But like you know, hey, you know he's the he's the you know he's the capo. He's a, you know he's a captain. Like you don't disrespect him, but like you know figure out what's really going on down there. <laughs> but you know in the Christopher Walken voice though, because I can't do it in impressions. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> and um. But, you know, so he he sends them down to Florida to, like, check on the cousin. So we have, some, you know, we have some scene. They're like, yeah, you know, we're going on vacation, you know, whatever. They they, they start they're packing their Hawaiian shirts and shit to get on the plane. <laughs> and then we're going to we're going to kind of cut back and forth a little bit. So we cut back. We cut again back to, like, you know, Cobra and Anaconda. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we see them getting off the plane, right? And of course, you know, uh, Cobra's got to say something like, you know, like, you know, we we got to keep a little profile, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and and as soon as he says that, like Melissa starts like shrieking as like seven of her her friends in the airport run up to her, like, eh, hey girl, you know. Right. And she's like, what the hell? And she's like, I can't come to Miami without my crew, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You know, so, oh, dude, we have to be like, you know, have him saying to 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 Anaconda, who's off camera, be like, hey, kid, don't know the meaning of low profile. And then, like, look over and Anaconda has like the like a, one of those big ass fucking beach hats and like a Hawaiian shirt on over his suit. And he's like, huh? <laughs> Just yeah, like, exactly. like he's already buying shit at the airport gift shop. It's like, where's the beach? Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, that's so good. Oh man. Um, yeah, and, and then we cut back and we see our like three Stooges, right? We see uh, you know John Leguizamo and Richard Edson and Fisher Stevens, and you know they're meeting up with the cousin, they're meeting up with you know Steve Buscemi, and and he's the same kind of thing where he's like he's so laid back and chill that like you know he has no idea what's going on. They're asking him like when's the you know when's the shipment coming in or whatever they're smuggling, who cares what yeah. it is, you know? And he's just like oh I don't know what day is today? Is it Thursday? I, oh shit, it's Friday already. Oh I must you know and it's it's just so ridiculous that you know. He's just living high on like his, you know, mob boss cousin's money, mm-hmm. and then you know, and then uh, our little uh, our little trio is gonna talk amongst themselves about how like oh we could run this whole thing down here we'd be living living high living you know high on the hog and of course they're at some beach house and all they see is like scantily clad women walking by and they're just like oh man we can be living the good life down here right. and you know and that's when they start scheming amongst themselves and you know of course the next time we see them you know they're they bump into you know uh, Melissa and that's when they start hatching their plan. Yep. They're like, oh, did you see you see what I see? You know, and then they point it out and like, you know, well, how much money do you think we could get if we ransom the president's daughter? And maybe maybe we could have one of them be like smart enough to be like, how the fuck would we pull that off? Mm-hmm. You know, like maybe like I, I don't know, have um, you know the Fisher Stevens character be like, well now wait guys, I I think that might be a little too big for us to be like, nah, quiet you, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's got to be like the nerd. Like, he, there's always like one guy where he's like the numbers guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they they even call him that. Like, uh, numbers, such such a face. You know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, and he he's the guy who's crunching the numbers. Like, no, 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 we stick with this, and like we'll make you know blah blah blah. You know, amount of money off of the off of the shipment coming in tonight, and then we'll do another one, and then we'll we'll arrange for one, you know, for a double to come in next week, and that's when we'll show the boss, and we'll make you know whatever amount of money, and that'll be more than you know the cousin made you know in all last year like he's you know he's crunching numbers like an accountant and they're like yeah but but the president's daughter you know (laughs) she's famous we could get a lot of money for that yeah yeah i love it i love that they're just dumb villains yeah just just so silly right but yeah, you know, we cut back to like you know with Cobra and Sinbad and you know Melissa and of course you know and we we cut right back we like we smash cut back and it's Cobra but instead of his like normal black aviators he has those like you know Venetian blind sunglasses on with like <laughs> you know with like the palm tree shape on the side and he's just sitting on the beach you know like how do I get myself into this you know <laughs> <laughs> we we gotta have him in like like oh since it's the early nineties those like really bad jams shorts. You know, oh, like God, yeah, like the crazy <laughs> colors. And he's got like flip flops on and be be sitting up, sitting on the beach, like you know, at, at like at, like you said, like at that little tiki place. Like he's sitting at one of the bar stools with Anaconda. They're just kind of watching as the kids like play volleyball and stuff. And he's like, oh, I get myself into this mess, you know. <laughs> just, yeah. And then Anaconda <laughs> being like, you gotta let loose, man. It's like this is such an easy gig. Like you know, all we gotta do is keep her out of trouble. Look, she's having fun with her friend. She's playing volleyball on the beach. Have a drink. Calm down. And yeah. then maybe Anaconda goes to order like a beer. He's like, "Hey, you're on the job. You can't have no drinks while you're on the job." And then <laughs> have him be like, "Oh, give me two pineapple juices." <laughs> That's what we have. <laughs> now, yeah. Are you sure? Be like, yeah, exactly. yeah, I, "I love pineapple juice. It's nature's candy." You know. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly. And of course. And- <laughs> God, so good. Oh, geez. And of course, Anaconda's like, well, at least put a little umbrella in it for my friend. You know, it's like, you gotta, he's like, you know, you gotta fit in, you know, like, look, look, you know, of course, you know, a comment on, one, on what he's, you know, he like points at like up and down, like what he's wearing. Like, you gotta learn how to fit in, you know. <laughs> oh, God, it's so, so oh, man. So, so the fun. two of them, 
end up drinking it. And, like, you know, of course, they loosen right the fuck up because it's, like, all of the booze. And they, they keep ordering more and more pineapple juices. And, like, you know, maybe the president's daughter is like, you know, hey, we're going back to the hotel. They're like, hey, have fun. You know, we'll be there soon. <laughs> it's like, next thing you know, like, they pass out on the beach. And then we're going to have, like, the, the wake up the next day where Cobra is, like, in the pool with like in the flamingo floaty wearing a bikini top and maybe like anaconda's like snuggled up to like a random beach dog or something like <laughs> oh. <laughs> wait hang on a second hang on a second before we go too far right yeah right after right after they get the drinks right and then anaconda and you know he like he like proposes the toast you know like hey man loosen up and a cobra's like okay you know he clinks the glass a little toast then we got to cut to the montage right we cut yes. to the montage and it's like montage of beach fun right and there's like some crazy song playing like you know like you know fun fun in the sun or whatever you know <laughs> something totally made for the movie yeah exactly <laughs> right some terrible knockoff of like a banana rama song you know <laughs> and, and you see you know and you see cobra just sitting there like you know uh he's like glowering over the top of his like juice glass and anaconda sinbad's just like living it up on the beach he's dancing and melissa and all the friends are like running around and bouncing a beach ball and like splashing in the surf and kicking sand at each other and then eventually <laughs> You know, they, they splash Cobra and he eventually just splashes him back like, ha ha, I can have fun, too. And then he's then he's running around on the beach and it's like a silly movie, you know, like. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. Right? And then like by the, by the time the song is over, it's like, you know, yeah, Cobra wakes up and he's like, you know, where am I? You know, and he's like, <laughs> on the fucking flamingo floaty <laughs> bikini top. Just like, yeah, exactly. huh? Yeah, exactly. Like Anaconda <laughs> snuggled up with some beach dog over on the side. He's like, you know, where'd you go? You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! And maybe he he'll be like, maybe we can see. Yeah, we'll see Anaconda. Like he's he he starts dancing around with like just some random chick on the beach, right? Like so during this montage, we'll have like the the buxom you know lady dancing around with with Anaconda. And he's he's like they're drinking and like having fun and all that. And like we we pan over to him snuggled up to the beach dog and it, like I don't know name her like uh I, Mary we'll just say Mary and he's just like oh Mary that was a wonderful night and he looks over he's like oh where'd she go like and she's holding the dog you know? <laughs> oh man this is so good. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, of course, this is where they get up. Right. And we said before. And then, of course, you know, Cobra with, with his like, you know, uh, hangover headache. He's like, you know, like, you know, where's the girl? Like, where's Melissa? You know, and then he runs off down the he pulls his gun. People are screaming and running away. It's like first thing in the morning and he's running down the beach with his gun out. And then he sees, you know, that he sees he sees some random dude who's picking up Melissa and she's screeching and he's like, you know, of course he thinks, Oh, he's like kidnapping her. He runs over and he's like, you know, like freeze pal. And of course it's just some like random, like beach jock who was just, you know, goofing around getting a little touchy feely. And of course, Melissa's like, you know, Marion, stop it. You're embarrassing me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So, okay. So he, uh, he overreacts there, right? Like he freaks out. She was just kind of getting a little fresh with some random, you know, beach dude. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, she gets pissed off and she storms back to the hotel room and, you know, you know, Marion's sitting there holding his head like, oh God, what would I drink, you know, and have Anaconda like, you know, tell it like clapping him on the back. Like, it's all right. You know, it's like, I got a teenage daughter myself. It's like, they switch back and forth. You know, you, you can't, you can't put them on, a, on too tight of a leash. They'll get, they'll bite you every time, you know, something like mm -hmm. that. And then have like her, we'll see like Melissa in her room 
like maybe like writing a note, like went out to lunch with friends. And then mm-hmm. she goes to open the door and you see the three goons standing there and they're, they're like, you know, hi, you miss. And it's like throw a pillowcase over her head and yeah, like exactly. drag her out of, you know, so it's like, so Cobra's like, yeah, maybe you're right. I got, I got to go apologize. So he goes back to the room and sees like, hey, went out with my friends. Mm-hmm. So now he's like going around trying to find like where she's having brunch. And maybe like at while he's doing that, like he sees like in in a car or something like in L.A. traffic, he sees like the three goons and like her like being held captive, like pounding on the window. And he's like, holy crap, you know, goes running after. Uh, but he he doesn't get her like maybe she, they get away with her. So now he's got to like use his his police smarts to track her down. Okay. Yeah, that's awesome. It's awesome. That's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Right. So maybe he's he's going around, you know, she says, oh, off with her friends. Maybe he goes and he finds one of her friends on the beach and he's like, you know, asking where she is. And they're like, oh, well, we haven't seen her, you know, since yesterday. We haven't seen her since this morning or whatever. And that's when he starts getting a little bit suspicious. Like you get that, like the soundtrack will be some like, you know, tense, you know, like high note held out for a moment, you know, like there's something mm-hmm. in the air. Yeah, that's when he starts like looking around all frantic, you know, and uh, maybe he runs back up to his room to like get his gun or whatever like wake up anaconda who had like passed out like on the couch and he's like you know wake up she's gone you know and uh and maybe he like runs out on the balcony and he's like looking down so he can get like a bird's eye view yeah and then he sees uh you know maybe he sees this car like pulling away like real fast and then like in the back out through like you know the rear view she's like banging on the glass and he's just yeah you know know what i mean Uh, so but but he's like so high up he like on the balcony like the fourth or fifth floor or whatever he can't get to her in time yeah so then he like rouses up anaconda who of course also you know still has a you know his his headache and they gotta like they now we have to have like the like the scene where they they suit up where they gotta like you know they yep. gotta get all get all their ammo magazines and like pull all their guns and like they're gonna you know he's gonna put his like uh his aviators on like real slow you know like, <laughs> <laughs> but but oh no, yeah we have to show that okay so yeah the montage of like you know maybe he like grabs the the, the knife the pocket knife he grabs his gun like holsters it Puts on the sunglasses real slow. And he's like, hey, we got to go. And pans over. But he's still got the fucking bikini top on under his Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe Sinbad's like, uh, you might want to lose the top, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, pardon me. You know? <laughs> so, it's so dumb. <laughs> I love exactly. it. <laughs> so now, now we're going to have the car chase. So they, they you know, get in a car and they chase after, uh, you know, chase after the, the three, you know, goons. And we're going to have like the, you know, the L.A. traffic, you know, they're busting through other cars. And of course, well, don't forget. Shit. Sorry, don't forget they're in Miami. Oh, sorry. Yeah, my, I keep saying L.A. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have the, the Miami traffic. And it's like, you know, basically we're going to have our tons of property damage action movie moment where mm-hmm. they're like they're hitting cars. You know, people are carrying glass plates across the street, that kind of thing. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> There's like a fruit cart that's going to get destroyed. Bananas go everywhere. So, he, he runs to the fruit, the fruit cart and then like Anaconda just like catches a, like a pineapple, you know, like it was just flying. <laughs> <laughs> it just like lands in his lap. Like, oh, shit. <laughs> and Cobra's like, oh, don't show me a pineapple. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't exactly. want to see another pineapple again. <laughs> oh, man, oh my so God. Good. So, yeah, eventually oh. they're going to lose them. So, like, I, I don't know. Maybe we have like. You know, uh, some kind of I don't want to I don't know if we have like a parade or some kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. party going on or something where they they get stopped by like a group of people. So like maybe like a whole shitload of pedestrians like are, are mm-hmm. you know, crossing. So they, they lose the president's daughter and now they have to use their their police know how your know, secret service and police know how to try to track down. So 
we're going to have the montage of them like following the clues, like who were those guys, like talking maybe with the local police, like trying to like find out like some, you know, get a get a get a beat on who these guys are. And again, because they're not local, you know, they won't have anything on them. So they're like they're trying to contact other, you know, other police departments and all that. And maybe Anaconda could be the one like contacting, like, you know, using his like FBI contacts and stuff and find out that, you know, maybe one of them, he's like, you know, hey, he's the he's the cousin of of so and so, like you know, I don't know, Vic something in in mm-hmm. Jersey, you know, kind of a well known uh, mob boss over there, mafioso type, you know, and be like, all right, so now we got a lead. So now, what is he doing down here? And they start to like kind of unravel like who else is there, and maybe they, this is where they go after Steve Buscemi. So yeah, it's okay, like, cool, cool. They, they go and rough him up a little. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, no, perfect. No, this is, so th- we're going to get into our third act now where things are going to get a little bit more serious, right? A little bit more of like an action movie now, yeah. uh, which is, which so we kind of circled back to you know, when we mentioned that earlier. I want to back up real quick and mention two things we got to build in as like storytelling uh, tools, right? So you mentioned that them getting like stopped somewhere, like they, they lose sight of the car. And it should be as they were going down to spring break, in the airport or on the hotel we just we have to show some signs some posters where it's like you know it's a spring break street party so like oh they're gonna block off all the streets right and and so and that's what so it's gonna be like our Chekhov's street party right where like suddenly they they're trying to chase down the president's daughter who's been kidnapped but now they're stuck because all the streets are blocked off but you know they they've they've got a you know police barricades because it's a party in the streets for spring break you know on saturday or whatever and then because we keep talking about the food, I think because uh, Cobra, you know, famously like doesn't like junk food, there should be something that either Anaconda or Melissa, one of them, like that they're always like eating, and he's like he like turns his nose up at it, and they're always like, oh come on, you gotta try this, like whether it's you know how uh, Ingrid had like those French fries like doused in ketchup in the first movie, right? So there's gotta right. be something where it's like you know like a like a nasty like street hot dog or like a big like you know greasy taco just something that like they can't get enough of it right um mm-hmm. you know or just like maybe anaconda is just constantly eating gummy bears or whatever because i i just feel like you know at the end we got to have him like you know be like oh okay you know he's gonna have to like soften up a little bit by the time he like learns his lesson to just chill out man and he's gonna like right. eat some eat some gummy bears or have a taco or something yeah no absolutely it could just be some like local fast food place. Like we'll just make it up, right? We'll call it okay, like, yeah. like Gator Burgers or something. And like they have <laughs> right. one, they ha- they have one in like the airport, and there's one like by the like by the hotel where, near the beach where they are. And like Anaconda like gets one, and he just fucking loves this thing, and it's so greasy and sloppy. You see the grease like running down his arm, you know? There's and... like four mystery sauces on it. <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. Like, just gooping <laughs> off the side. Yeah, exactly right. You have to eat it like in the like in the uh, wrapper and it's still kind of falling apart the shit fall <laughs> and of course you know cobra you know who he doesn't like really like junk food but this thing is just like gross looking so he's like you know curling his lip at it like you know disgusting but of course anaconda's like oh you gotta try this with his mouth full of it you know and <laughs> you know and then later on we see like melissa's eating one he's like how can you eat that you know and uh, just kind of just kind of bake it in so that like later on we can kind of have that moment where he like finally lets his guard down lets his hair down and mm-hmm. like you know decides to try one um and it'd be kind of cool too if Anaconda kind of parallels like Gonzalez from the first movie because he had that like what did he call it? It was like a trash stomach oh, or something. Uh, garbage belly. 
Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So just a fun thing to do. But yeah, mainly I just kind of wanted to back up and be like, all right, so we have like the street festival where they're going to block the street off. And then, you know, that's kind of like our like checkoffs, you know, like street mm-hmm. festival so that we can uh, have Cobra like lose the car. And then, yeah, they go back to the hotel. They're going to like, you know, do the commando moment where they're going to like load up all their guns and bags. And, you know, he's going to get his like red laser sight on his pistol. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. And then of course, Anaconda, to your point, he's going to like, you know, break the tension by like, yeah, hey, you might want to lose the top, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, oh. then we can have like you know he's like i said uh that you know they're when they're trying to track him down like they're talking to the the florida pd and like um you know uh, anaconda's talking to like secret service and fbi and all that and we we eventually narrow it down like because of the the one guy maybe it is numbers uh you know who's who's like the second cousin of whatever you know <laughs> Vinny the boss you know <laughs> yeah exactly oh um, yeah we gotta name our goons too real quick like and just like in our last episode, we kind of did something kind of silly. So we got numbers. So it should be like, you know, Nikki, Petey, and numbers. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nikki, Petey, and I like that. So, yeah, if they find out, like, you know, he he's the, you know, he, he's like, uh, you know, he works for this guy. And, like, what are they doing, you know, in Miami? And then they find out, like, oh, his cousin was down there, you know, supposedly dealing with a shipment of, mm-hmm. of something that they're smuggling in. So it's like, so like kind of like the, the, you know, the FBI has been watching these guys, but they can't quite mm-hmm. take them down yet. So they go to find Steve Buscemi to try to get a lead on these other assholes that are in town. Right. So they, they like, you know, kick down the door to his like beach bungalow or something. And it's yeah. like, of course, Steve Buscemi is sitting there like Hawaiian t-shirt, flip-flop shorts, like drinking a beer, like, whoa. You know <laughs> yeah. And, like scare the shit out of him like you know th- maybe like have cabretti do like the goonies thing and like threaten to put his hand in a blender and I'm like no not my fingers you know just like freaking exactly. out <laughs> and, and, yeah when, when he, he kicks the door in and like yeah it's, uh we'll call him sal right uh steve yeah. character sal's in there and he's got his own like you know goons who are hanging out like his protection but you know like they just like left their guns on the counter and like the one dude was like in the bathroom, you know, and, and the, <laughs> the other dude's just like snoring on the couch, taking a nap. So like Cobra busts in and it kind of takes care of the goons real quick. Like, you know, y'all guys just chill, you know, over here. And then, you know, Cobra's going to, ha- he's going to interrogate, you know, your man with his own like little, uh, his own little brand of, uh, of negotiation, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and but it doesn't take much for Sal, you know, Sal's got to be like, you know, he's going to put his hand in the blender and Sal's like, you you know, all you had to do was ask, damn, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I would have told you, <laughs> Yeah, maybe he does that joke. He, he pulls this joke on from the first movie where, where, you know, Cobra, uh, he was like, you didn't say the magic word, you know, please. <laughs> please. So maybe Sal's, you know, Sal can say that to him and be like, you know, you didn't say the magic word, man. You know, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cobra, the magic word, please. Oh, I see. You got a funny guy here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, but yeah, he could we could because we had earlier in the movie, like they go and talk to Sal, like the, mm-hmm. the goons have gone to talk to Sal. So we already yeah. see that Sal knows that they're in town and he knows because maybe they mention like the whole president's daughter thing. And he's like, ah, I don't mm-hmm. want any part of that. Like, you know, you got you guys got to learn to chill out. And, and then maybe this is where numbers is arguing with them. Like, no, we don't want to do that. And, you know, Nikki and Petey, they're they're like, you know, two fucking morons. So they, uh, you know, they want to do the plan anyway. So he gets out of sale that not only are these three henchmen down here, but they had specifically planned on going after the president's daughter. And he's like, I didn't think they were serious. Like, you know, it's a mm-hmm. stupid plan. Who wants to do that? Like, <laughs> Yeah. And I think Sal is like, you know, 
it's like, yeah, he's a like a mobster, but only because his cousin's the boss, and you know, and he's a real, you know, kind of a coward, really. But he's just a regular dude trying to chill. So he's just like, you know, I don't want nothing to do with that. Like, here, like you got a pen? Let me tell you where they are. You know, and he's just, <laughs> he's just gonna cooperate. You know, like right? I think that it would be kind of a cool little twist too, if like you know the bad guy is just like, no, 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 like you can have whatever you want, man. I'm not gonna fight back. You know, like, right. like I don't care. I, I'm, I'm not a bad guy. You know, I'm just trying. I'm just trying to you know have some fun down here on the beach. You know. <laughs> yeah so he, so he'll you know they he, they pull out like the little you know little cop notebook and he tells them where to go and of course he's got to have like a you know like a warehouse down on the docks you know where they're bringing in like the shipments on these like little speedboats or whatever the hell you know and mm-hmm. so he's like oh i bet you those guys you know they they probably they're probably holed up down there you know because they can defend the place or whatever you know so of course now we have to have our big action movie sequence where every eighties action movie ends in like a warehouse or a factory or something like that. Right. So now we have this big like pier building, like, you know, uh, the, the warehouse down at the docks that's, you know, with boxes full of shit all over the place. So we can have our little maze of a building so that we can have our like little like gunfights. And of course this is going to have to lead to a speedboat chase because, you know, (laughs) it's, it's a warehouse on the beach on the docks. Yes, you know, exactly. so the bad guys are going to like at least one of the bad guys, like maybe like Nikki, you know, gets in a speedboat with the president's daughter, like hogtied in the back and he takes off. So like this, this is where we have the jet ski chase. So then yeah, this is where it is. So like the speedboat, you know, is running and like Cobra jumps on a, on a fucking jet ski and is like chasing after him. You got the like the, the real serious action movie music playing. Yeah. And like pulls up alongside of the jet ski and like dives onto the speedboat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And of course, this is this is after like they've gone down to the warehouse to like talk to the goons. And it turns out that the goons, they uh, uh was it Nikki, PD and Numbers, Numbers, you know, <laughs> they hired a whole bunch of like local dudes to come out. Like, you know, and maybe they, we even have a little scene of we, we see them like, you know, hey, if this this Cobra guy, you know, shows the whites of his eyes, like take him out, you know. And like, you know, and they're like, uh, well, we're going to get paid for this job. You know, whatever. He hired, hired a bunch of like local dudes so the Cobra and Anaconda can go in there and have a big shootout. And we got to have a bunch of dudes, you know, where they don't really get shot, like you said. But like, you know, they shoot a whole bunch of boxes and it falls on top of a guy, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they they blow up something. A bunch of dudes fly into the walls. And yeah. And then <laughs> it culminates with like, oh, the goons are getting away. They're all piling into that like speedboat. We got to get them. Like, let's go after them. And they go down there and there's no other boat, just the jet skis. And then the camera switches to the outside of the building because you got to have the speedboat like blast through the wall you of know? course of <laughs> course like shards of wood go everywhere yeah exactly exactly and then of course yeah and then yeah and the cobra takes off on the jet ski and then you know anaconda's uh you know he's still in the building like you know like chasing after him like wait for me you know damn it and he's like breathing all heavy like i'll be with y'all in a minute you know <laughs> Had one too many of them Gator Burgers. Yes, (laughs) yes. yes. And of course, the audience has to be asking, like, wait, how can a speedboat be like out racing like a jet ski? But it's an action movie, so fuck that. I don't even care. Exactly. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. It's just because it had a head start. That's the only reason. Because the jet ski eventually will catch up. And then, of course, you know, that's when we're going to have the action moment of of the stuntman who looks like Stallone leaping from the jet ski. (laughs) Yes, with his very obvious wig, you know, <laughs> into the, you know, into the, uh, into the speedboat, be like, you're going down, dirtbag, you know, he just starts like beating the shit out of him. 
<laughs> exactly right and then uh well it, it, sh- it should be interesting too like uh, is it all three of these goons are they all three on this boat like with melissa or this could almost be like is it a diversion that he's beating up the dude and he's like you know where's melissa where's melissa and then like haha like you know like uh numbers got away with her on the other boat and it's like oh shit you know oh I- damn okay yeah no i can't oh, oh okay hold on hold on what if we, we have can- okay I would say we can kind of extend like this whole third act and have a little bit more action, not just like a shootout and a little fight, because now we can be like, you know, oh, shit. Now we got to like get back and to the car or whatever we got to, you know, and I don't I don't know. I just threw this out here like, hey, let's throw a wrench in the works because we got three goons we got to take down. So here's one right. of them. Right. This is either Nikki or Petey or, or maybe we took down one of them in the warehouse. Like and I kind of yeah. took one of them down. And then the second one is on the boat. So Nikki and Petey are out of the game. But fuck, where's number numbers, you know, with Melissa? Like, where is he at? Is he on another boat? Did he take off in the car? Like, I, I don't know. I'm just thinking we, we need to figure this out, make it a little bit more exciting. I okay so all right so we we have uh so we ha- yeah we have them do the the fight in the warehouse we take down one of them uh we do the the jet skis and uh, the jet ski chasing the speedboat whole thing and maybe maybe it looks like they have uh Melissa in the back of the the boat so that's why why Cobra takes off after him beats the hell out of this guy you know and he's laughing he's like you're too late pig you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like numbers is already taken out of the airstrip you know and they're like gonna fly off <laughs> so then he's got to like turn the boat around comes flying back to, to shore, you know, maybe the airstrip. Like, oh God. Yes. The yes airstrip. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so we get like, you know, Sinbad or Anna kind of like jumps into the speedboat and now they're racing down the beach, like trying to get to the fucking airstrip. And we see like numbers driving up there and maybe like, he's looking at the water, like in the distance and we see the speedboat, like, you know, coming through the water, but he's still got it. He's got a lead on him. So he gets to the airstrip. He grabs, he's like, come on, come on, get, you know, get out of the car. And he's like, dragging her and she's you know screaming all hogtied and all that and he's like starting to get her to the plane as like they pull up on the beach like just crash into the beach and they're running <laughs> yep. stop bro shoot you know that whole thing. <laughs> oh man that'd be awesome <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah then we get the shootout on the airstrip where it's like you know they're they're trying not to hit the president's daughter you know he's like holding her out in front of him you know and he's shooting around him shooting at anaconda and cobra and they're like you know, they're they're maybe like maybe this is where Cobra like realizes like he can he can fuck up the plane, right? So he like shoots at the plane. We have the action movie explosion nice. like <laughs> behind uh Melissa number, so it kinda like throws him forward and they yeah, run just, in and beat the shit just, out of him. Yes, yeah, sorry. Like just enough to like get numbers away from Melissa. Like just yeah. enough, right? And then either they can run in and beat the shit out of him or he'll take a shot. But again, it's a PG movie, so he's gonna take a shot at him, but he's just gonna like hit him in the shoulder, right? And then they're gonna run over a yeah, uh, and they'll you know, and of course uh numbers is gonna try to like, you know, throw his he like he tries to pull the gun or like throw a briefcase or whatever at him, you know. <laughs> uh like again, because it has to be like a PG thirteen fight. Yeah, and then yeah, uh you know, Cobra just like jumps on him and like, you know, beats the shit out of him. And then, you know, uh, Anaconda grabs Melissa and gets them, gets them away from like, you know, the burning wreckage and mm-hmm. we save the day. Oh, dude. What if, what if, okay. What uh, you mentioned Anaconda doing the whole like junk food thing, just like Tony with the garbage belly. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, what if he always has snacks on him as well? Right. Like he's got okay. candy and all that. So we, 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 like throughout the movie, we can have that. Like he's eating junk food. He's eating, he loves the Gator burgers, but he's always eating like, you know, candy and chips and whatever. And Cobra's like, you know, oh, you always got that shit on you, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And he's, so we have, we have numbers fucking shoot Anaconda and he goes down. Like, he's like, like, no, you shot my partner. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, 
I was like, real quick, yeah, real quick, yeah. When, sorry, real quick to interrupt you, but yeah, when Cobra's like, hey, you always got that shit on you. And Anaconda, of course, Sinbad's really a big, tall guy. He'd be like, hey, I'm a grown boy, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, we gotta have like silly one-liners like that. But yeah, he shoots him, oh, go. Of course, so he shoots him. And like, you know, Cobra gets over, beats the hell out of numbers, cuffs him, you know? And then like, we look, we see Anaconda like slowly staggering over. And he's like, oh, you're alive. And he's like, he goes, junk food saved my life. And he pulls out, like, he had, like, a bag of gummy bears or some shit in his pocket. <laughs> Something that would not stop a bullet at all. Yeah. But in yeah. an action movie, it can, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he's like, I'm a little sore, but I'm okay. You know? like, yeah, he ruined my snack. You know? right. <laughs> oh, that's perfect, right? He says that. He's like, yeah, I'm okay, but, you know, he ruined my snack. You know, and then, you know... <laughs> And the Cobra's like, well, yo, maybe we can get something on the way back, you know, whatever. And they have, like, a little moment. The music swells. And then we cut the scene, and they're all sitting around at Gator Burger, you know. With, <laughs> with numbers tied up and bruised. Like, yeah. he's, he's, like, got the cuffs behind his back. He's like, can I have a bite? They're like, no. <laughs> Yeah, you know, exactly right. And then, uh, uh, you know, of course, Anaconda's got like a pile of food in front of him and Melissa's going to town. And then Cobra's just sitting there like drinking like his ice water with a lemon in it. And of course, Anaconda's gonna be like, you know, come on, man, you got to try one of these. Those are so good. You got to try one. You know, and Melissa's like, oh, come on, please, for me. You know, and of course, now he's like softened up a little bit. He's like, yeah, OK, you know. <laughs> yeah. He takes a bite. He's like, uh. It's pretty good, you know. <laughs> it's no fish and rice, but it's good. Yeah, exactly. There you go, right? You kind of have a terrible one-liner. It's no fish and rice, but it's pretty good. Like, let's put it on the poster. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, because he talked about fish and rice like three times in the first movie. I know, it's so silly. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Oh, that'd be great. And then, of course, you know, you got to have that, like, uh, Peter Cetera song that starts playing, like, you know, the end of Karate Kid or whatever. Where, <laughs> you know, it's like, and then, like, the, and it's like the sun is going down and it's like sunset and the camera just pans up to, like, the sky and, like, the credits roll, you know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I would watch the shit out of this. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, this would be so good. Oh. It's, so, it's so fun and so like silly, but like at the same time, like you know, Cobra's still kind of Cobra, but now we kind of made him like a little fish out of water, kind of. And man, right. oh, I love it. I love it and so much. These are some <laughs> of the, some of the best sequels when when you just kind of go like completely wild with the the sequel idea. And I mean, sometimes it doesn't work, but you know, there there's a lot of times where like the the crazy sequel genre shift works better. Like again, look at Terminator One and Two. First Terminator is like a straight up like horror thriller. And the second one is just a fucking action sci-fi romp, you know, same yeah. thing with alien and aliens, you know, yeah. actually the whole alien franchise, but alien and aliens, it's like you go from a straight up haunted house in space to an action movie. And it's like, and they're both amazing in their own right. So I feel like a genre switch sequel is a lot of fun when you can do it right. I don't know if we did it right here because, you know, we went total like, <laughs> 90s three ninjas style comedy but uh you know 
But hey, man, in the nineties, like that—that that was fun shit. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like this is—I mean, Sinbad was famous for a reason. You know, there was lots of like, you know, like fun movies like this. You know what it is? This reminds me of like it's the same kind of humor that makes Weekend at Bernie's a, a yes. successful movie because there's a serious story. There's like actual like peril. You know, mm-hmm. like there's things that could genuinely like go wrong, but you have lovable characters who are like they're putting this fish out of water situation and then like hilarity ensues, you know, so you right. kind of combine the slapstick with what is actually a pretty well told story. So, you know, if, you know, our audience can you guys can tell us if you think we told a well, a good story, you know, if we have a well told story here. But, you know, I think. I think this is pretty fun. I'm pretty excited about it. Like, yeah, I had I had no idea what we were going to do going into this other than then I was thinking something, you know, I was thinking if you're going to do a sequel to Cobra, it would have to be either go funny or go like sci-fi, you know, yeah. or just lean really hard into the horror. Like that's part of why I mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the first movie where I was like, it's kind of a horror movie. And I wasn't really thinking I wanted to do another like, you know, another time, another episode where we turn something into a horror movie because we did that a lot. <laughs> yeah. But like it would have worked, you know, Cobra oh, 2 as a horror movie would have been perfect. Oh, 100 percent. And honestly, most of what I I had in my notes of like, oh, we should do like I had like kind of a bullet point list of like jet ski chase, you know, um, Cobra wearing a bikini. Like I had a couple little (laughs) things and they all worked. The only things that we didn't work in that that like at no point in this discussion was I able to figure out a way to make them work is I was like, maybe have a monkey. (laughs) (laughs) because <laughs> you know that was another big yeah. thing in the 80s and 90s put a monkey in it um oh, no, that'd be perfect for the sequence when he like wakes up in the pool like on the flamingo you know floaty with like a bikini <laughs> top if he you know he looks around and he sees anaconda cuddling up with like the dog and then a monkey just jumps on his shoulder for like no reason just for like a minute you know what i mean just <laughs> like, and like then, a little capuchin <laughs> yeah like what kind of a party was this you know <laughs> Oh, man. Sorry. What was the other one? The other ones I I put try to work in a Schwarzenegger cameo. And originally I was like, oh, if we have him connected to the FBI, we could have the character from Raw Deal. But then I was like, oh, wait, no, no, no. He was a former FBI agent in Raw Deal. He became a cop. So, okay, I was like, that wouldn't work. I mean, it's been a while since I watched Raw Deal, but I had it in my head about the FBI agent. And then I was like, oh, wait, no shit. He, he, He wasn't an FBI agent throughout the movie. It was like he used to be. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we can maybe just do some like throwaway reference to the character's name. But if you wanted to have actual Schwarzenegger like show up in the movie, you know, it it could be something as simple as like during like the montage party sequence while they're like accidentally getting drunk. You see some guy in one of those like uh, those like wicker woven hats, you know, in like in like a Hawaiian shirt, just on the beach with a cigar, just like dancing <laughs> just for like yeah. a second. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> almost like the uh, the Robert Anglin cameo and too, where he just like yeah. walks by with yeah. the trick or treaters, <laughs> you know, or maybe, or maybe there's a sequence where during that montage, there's a sequence with a whole bunch of girls, like they just, just they just take take their tops off for no reason, and then you see these like guys walking down the sidewalk, all like lower their sunglasses, and like one of them is Schwarzenegger, you know. <laughs> and, and now in my head, I'm hearing that like. That one deep fake channel on TikTok that puts Arnie and everything where he was he was Rose and Titanic is like, look at my boobies, Jack. Yeah, like that's what I'm hearing. Oh, look, boobies. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. But then oh. the, la- the last thing I had on here, because this, this is actually something we joked about 
Um, it was a while ago, but we joked. I was like, we should hint at a third movie of Cobra in space. But again, <laughs> I don't know how that would work into this. But. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that we could, we could fit a hint. I mean, it would be fun to do. Like, I would. Right. I'm there. I'm there for that. You know, like <laughs> Cobra but, in space. I don't know how we can like uh, drop an Easter egg, like you know, uh, predicting it. Um, right. I don't know. You know, maybe, again, maybe some offhand comment, Mother President. You know, like where he makes some joke, like you know, if it was the end of the world, this is the only guy I went with me. You know, on the escape pod or you know whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Coming next summer. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Lord. oh man. But yeah, and, uh, you know, like Leprechaun in space and like Jason X. Those are good examples oh, yeah. of like. They were, you know, genre switches in the sequel. Again, you know, arguable on whether they're good or bad. But as a fan of both of those franchises, I thought that they were fun because they were like so silly. They were like such a crazy like left turn, you know, like just go in some bizarre direction. But just go for it, man. Just like own it and like and have fun with it. And they were they were they're a a ton of fun, in my opinion. So, yeah, Cobra in space would just be hilarious. And the well, mainly I was thinking about it because like Machete was supposed to go to space eventually. Um, Mm -hmm. In fact, they they teased it multiple times about Machete in space and they just never filmed the movie. Um, But no, I will argue that like the three horror movies that go to space that everyone shat on uh, Leprechaun in space, Jason X and Hellraiser Bloodline. I will argue are uh, all three of those are some of the best entries in their respective franchises. Yeah, um, I would definitely agree with you on the Hellraiser one for sure. I'm not a big fan yeah. of that. I'm not a big fan of that franchise in general, but I like that movie. I yeah, like it's, Bloodlines. it's really good. Like, I mean, yeah, a lot of the movie isn't in space. A lot of it is is seeing the actual history of the lament configuration. But eventually we wind up in space and the space section is not bad at all. Like, it's actually I think it's really fun. Um, a leprechaun in space, they just go ape shit and it's it's ridiculous, but so much more fun than Leprechaun in Vegas, which was the third movie. And <laughs> and as much as Leprechaun in the Hood is really fucking funny, Leprechaun in Space is better. I'm sorry. Like Leprechaun in the Hood I love, but it, in space is way funnier to me. Um, yeah. And I'll just say, like, Jason X is definitely not the worst. Friday the Thirteenth sequel. So the fact that oh, there are worse, no. there are worse sequels than the one where he goes to space should tell you <laughs> at least something about the movie, whether you thought it was good or not. Like there definitely are worse ones. Oh yeah, and, and that's that is one of those movies. It's honestly, it's one of the sequels that I watch the most out of the franchise because it's so much fun. And I've now seen it in the theater three times. Nice. I saw it in the theater twice back when it first came out. And then I and then I saw it for Thursday Night Terrors and all three fucking times every crowd was up like they were just all there for it. Like everybody fucking loved it, you know, so it's like, yeah, it gets panned. And I know like Rotten Tomatoes shat all over it. You know, of course, it's got horrible critic scores, but it's like go to a theater full of people watching Jason X. You are going to hear nothing but laughter and joy. People love that movie. (laughs) It's a movie that panders to its audience in the best possible way. Like it exactly. gives people exactly the kind of thing that they're looking for. And when you're talking about the 10th Friday the 13th movie, like ridiculousness is where you go, you know, yep. like exactly. You have, to, you have to go over the top. But like and I thought the same way about and I don't want to get down this different uh, side trail where we talk about Star Wars because that's a whole can of worms. But like mm-hmm. I thought the same way about The Force Awakens, like when 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 The Force Awakens came out, I, I feel like. 
all of my friends and coworkers were split 50-50 on the people who loved it and the people who hated it. And the reasons were the same. It was the people yep. who ha- hated it because they said it's just a retread of every Star Wars movie we already have. Like, it's just New Hope all over again. There was nothing new and interesting. And all the people who loved it, including me, were like, yeah, exactly. Because people yep. have been begging for a quote-unquote real Star Wars movie since the early 80s, especially the people who didn't like the prequels. And, like, seeing a Death Star and X-Wings and, you know, and all this other shit brought back it's like that's what we wanted it's audience pandering in the best possible way just give people what they want yeah 100 percent. and i mean i know we're not we're not going to get into the whole star wars thing now but i just i have to mention every time this comes up i gotta mention that the force awakens the only thing that disappointed me like because i i love the force awakens i loved i was excited about the new characters i wanted to see more of, of poe and ray and finn you know, I would. I mean, I even love. Was it was it Mav or whatever her name was? Uh, the little the little alien lady that gives Maz, Finn. Yeah, Maz, yeah, thank Maz. you. Um, like all of the new characters were so much fun, and all I wanted to see, like what I was so excited from the title of the movie and what it made it look like at the end, the idea of the Force Awakening. I was thinking, oh, we're gonna see new Jedi's, we're gonna see new Force users, and I was convinced. That not only, you know, obviously Ray was going to be a force user, but I was convinced so was Finn. And like, I wanted that so damn bad. And when they didn't yeah. go in that direction, I was like, no, like I was so bummed. Yeah, I think a lot of people, including me, thought that like, yeah, Finn was secretly, you know, a force user as well. And again, we sh- we we have to stop right here. We, we keep saying yeah, it, but we, like, we no, got no, it, this yeah. is not this is not the episode for it. But like, yeah, I. And we saw a little bit with Leia in The Last Jedi, but, like, Mm -hmm. I I was expecting us to learn that, like, a lot of people can use the Force. Like, it's not just a Jedi thing. Like, The Force Awakens was – it was more – it was – I interpreted it more of, like, the people awakened to the fact that, like, oh, you mean, like, anybody can use the Force? You just have to learn how to do it, you know? Right. And that, to me, would have been, like, a total game changer for Star Wars. It would have been a new thing to add to the mythology that was, like, um, that was unique and original to the Disney trilogy. But, you know, whatever. They didn't go there. Yeah. uh, But anyway, Cobra. (laughs) Anyway, Cobra. (laughs) Now, I I think that this is a, a very fun... Uh, entry into our pantheon of films um we've done we've done quite a few sequels but uh taking someone as serious as marion cobretti and making him uh putting him on spring break with simbad as a partner that i mean that addition i i'm glad you brought up with brought up simbad <laughs> because that was like ah, chef's kiss loved it so <laughs> yeah thanks man well and it's funny too because it was your idea to do like the president's daughter at spring break and the reason i thought of sinbad and i actually had to like google it while we were talking and and then i was like okay cool i'll just wait and mention it at the end is uh sinbad was in a movie like that called first kid uh mm-hmm. yeah so yeah as soon as you brought that up i was like oh yeah fuck yeah that's like that first that sinbad movie i just couldn't remember what it was called you know because i right. i probably I probably saw it when i was a kid and like promptly forgot all about it you know <laughs> as you <laughs> <But> do yeah, <laughs> as you do but yeah we have you know stallone with sinbad and like you know melissa joan hart or you know whoever right or fucking alicia silverstone you know whoever was around oh at the my time. god yep it exactly. might have been a little bit too young for her but you know exactly yeah <laughs> Oh, All right. Man. Well, thanks for coming along on the ride. Whew, I'm like exhausted now. This was like fun. 
But yep. uh, that we, we went all over the place with talking about, you know, the original movie and then doing our sequel and then talking about <laughs> Star Wars. So we'll wrap it up. And I will say anyone who is still listening, thanks for uh, joining us once again for another improv episode. You can find more about this show online at RaisedByRentals.com or on the socials at Raised by Rentals. We also belong to the Rad Pantheon, a super team of podcasters, artists, musicians, you name it. Sort of an art collective of creative friends supporting each other and spreading the word about Rad stuff if you like this show there's a really good chance that you'll like one of the other rad pantheon teammates you can check me out on instagram at comics boost just spell comics with an x comics boost where i spotlight crowdfunding campaigns for new comic book projects what about you mike uh the boogeyman's closet it's the uh, weekly horror movie review podcast that i'm part of uh just check out the boogeyman's closet on facebook and instagram and uh uh, well, obviously part of the Rad Pantheon. Also, uh, Count Creepyhead Saturday Morning Monster Mash, uh, spell uh, Creepyhead with a K. Uh, it's where three grown man children bitch about pop culture and talk about toys. Always fun time. It is always a fun time. Definitely check that one out. And uh, yeah, I don't want to go through all of the projects in the Red Pantheon because I don't want to leave somebody out by mentioning one and not everybody else. But there's other really great projects on there. Again, music, podcasts, you name it. It's worth mentioning again here so you guys can check it out at redpantheon.com. And so with that, thanks once again for tuning in to the Raised by Rentals program. If you had fun with us, drop us a line on the socials, leave a comment, leave a podcast podcast rating let us know what you think we should improv improve next time and with that i'm josh i'm mike and we have to return some videotapes raised by rentals is a member of the rad pantheon network visit radpantheon.com to support rad stuff the theme music is forbidden fruit by velvet bethany you can purchase music and learn more at velvetbethany.com Look at my boobies, Jack. <laughs>